Hi, my name is Joe Jackson. I'm a journalist, author, interviewer, and broadcaster. And between 2000 and 2007, I freelanced for the Sunday Independent, Ireland's biggest selling newspaper at the time. But frankly speaking, I was no fan of the newspaper in its most recent incarnation because I felt it too often went for the lowest common denominator, specifically in terms of sex and sensationalism and shallow living. And so I was delighted when, during my negotiations with its deputy editor, Anne Harris, she said she wanted me to do much the same Joe Jackson interview I'd been doing for a decade with the Irish Times. And we agreed that I should track down in particular people who'd gone through dark periods and not only survived, but in some cases had epiphanies, which ideally might help to illuminate the lives of our readers. As it transpired, I'd always been thus inclined when it came to the telling of stories. I also felt that during the so-called Celtic Tiger era in Ireland, it might help if I reminded readers now and again that there's more to life than the quest for material acquisition, such as spiritual growth, for example. Yeah, I know, all of this may sound precious and stupid and po-faced, but to quote Elvis, baby, I don't care. Either way, what follows is one of those interviews. And by the way, in mid-2020, as the world slid deeper into the shadow of the growing COVID-19 pandemic, I put together the best of these interviews in an ebook called From Darkness to Light. It's available from all ebook outlets, and some of my articles are on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com. So tell, tell me that what your dad died in the 46A, what was that a heart attack? Yeah, he Just worked in Stephen's Green all his life. He was commissioner in the board of works. And he, died. Right, okay. he was retired at this stage. He was, in, he was in Leeson Street, got a heart attack, and he was dead in Stephen's Green. He was on the first day going out to my brother's house. But was it just like that? Had he had a, a yeah. small heart attack in no, advance? No. And what was he? 74. All right, okay. All right. Yeah. I don't remember that. Was that in the papers? Was that kind of a story? Oh, like, no. It was Dave Fanning. Well, yeah, you know. Um, no, so um, then my mother died about three years ago. And she was how old then? She must be much older, no? Very old. She was uh, 88 when she died. It's a good age. Yeah, good life, long herself. life. Yeah. She was, about, she was about 47, 48 when I was born. Oh, was she? Because you were the youngest of the yeah. seven. Um, yeah. But they had a good, they had a good long life together then. A good, oh yeah. And, and where? Absolutely. I mean, she was Dublin, and they used to have a kind of a, a grocery store somewhere around, up near the stadium somewhere. Right. And he's drawn it. Right. And yeah, they've a great life. I mean, it's fine, you know. Like so, so your memories of childhood are pretty oh, kind of ruptureless and kind they're of. They're completely 100% too perfect. To, I mean, like there, 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 there is a very good thing that like. It's good being the seventh because they just can't give up after. You can do what you like. So you're allowed to do the things that you people like. I mean, maybe I did have my first cigarette at 14 or somebody else had at 16 or my first drink at 16. And then you get over that. You don't need to be proven. Yeah, yeah, life, yeah, yeah. So it's yeah. actually quite good. But were they demonstrative and affectionate? Did you kind of pick up the language of kind of feeling and all that from um, them? Were they open to mother, each other in a way? Yeah, my mother was more than my father. My father was very laid back. All right. He was really laid back. Smoked his pipe. He used to, he used to have a guillotine thing. All right. Machine for cutting clogged tobacco. All right. Okay. And yeah. Take ages to put it into his thing, and like you know, half the thing was the was the, was the ritual. Yeah, that was ritual. Yeah. And uh, he smoked his pipe, and he was really into that. He'd go down to Belfield and wander around a stick and hit a few leaves, and very laid back kind of guy. Right. My mother was the driving force completely. Was she? Yeah. She really was. She did everything and really got us moving and going. I just got the I wanted the education thing to happen, and the fact that we all went to college is kind of like okay, well at least you know it's up to them now. And did you when you when your dad died? Was that a kind of knock, or did that feel like oh, yeah. it was his time? Oh, it was. No, it wasn't his time. At all. Was it the way it happened too? Yeah, in one way, it's not a bad thing. 
But I mean, I'll never forget. Like, but you weren't uh, with him or anything. You I hadn't was at talked home. to him. No, I was at home, and like a cop called the door. Okay. And uh, he wants to. He just said, "Listen, you know, are you in your own home, not the family yeah, home?" In my family home. Oh, the family. Yeah. Right. And there was uh, he had a letter. He had some piece of paper. In it. Oh yeah, he had a piece of paper in his pocket with measurements for a floor covering or something. And I was on an RT piece of paper that I had had at home or something. Your dad had. Yeah, and that's what they found on him for for uh, identification. identification or something like this. Right, I don't know okay. what it was. All and right. they called the door and they told me. And my mother was walking up the road, having got a bus. She used to go to town all the time on the bus, and she was walking up the road. So I had to get rid of them. And, try, and she came in and sort of said, like, you know, another parking ticket, is it? Jesus. Yeah, yeah, Because you know? yeah, yeah. he'd seen them drive yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. What's this about? You haven't paid a fine or something. Yeah. And I had to tell her. So that wasn't too easy. You know? But how, how did it hit you? Because if you had such a kind of really kind of it was relatively it close. Yeah. So don't and you were still living there. Exactly, that's right. Exactly. How old were you at this time? 26, 27? 27, yeah. 26. Yeah, 20, maybe, yeah. 26. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so then it would have hit you harder because he was around all the time. Yeah. All so, the time. So the happy thing about being able to stay at home till that point and yeah. not needing to run. Yeah. But you were closer to him than well, any of us. Don't forget, at this thing, like by 1983 when this happened, I had been four years on 2FM or Radio 2 as it was. Yeah. And my program was 12 to 2. So I used to come home at 2 in the morning and okay. often stay up till 5 or 6 with Ian Wilson or whoever coming in, just yeah. shitting the shit. Yeah. People yeah. called at my house at all times of the night. Ask any Dave Heffernan, Shane McGowan, you know. Terry O'Neill, bizarre. Yeah. Kind of okay. And I was just a normal suburban house with the parents sleeping upstairs. All right. I thought okay. Great. I was well <laughs> Okay, so tell me then about the daddy when that hit you, when the, the news was given to you on the doorstep. Yeah. I Did you feel it was that. the closing of a kind of. Oh, yeah. It was the, terrible. The, yeah, it was terrible. It probably was worse the day after, the day after. And then it was the November 25th, so December 25th. Was that when it happened? Yeah, All so right. December 25th was not good. And why was it worse the day and the day after? I don't two know. Days away? You tell me. Jesus, I, 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 I read books I on think grief. Because I don't know. Yeah, I think you kind of sink into kind of action. You have to deal well, I think with there's, so, yeah, there's so much that has to be done. Yeah, and that makes you yeah. uh, detach and yourself from the I was so glad I was living at home. All that, you know, in many ways. And to be honest, my mother took it a lot better than I did, I think. Did she? I think did so. She? Well, she had an amazing um, religious Bible. Oh, okay. Never imparted it, never, sorry. Put, no, uh, propagated yeah, on a push time. On, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But uh, big time. She was really all So she life. took the consolation from a belief big that... Big time. Big he time, was gone big to time, heaven. He was gone to a better time, place. Big time, big time. Same with my dad, man. Uh, when the dad died at 49, I was so envious of her what? faith. 49. He was 49. And he Jesus, fell down the stairs. Really? Yeah, Why? I found a heart attack. Junk, taking drugs and drink. Your dad? Yes. Really? He was a hip man. So he fell down the stairs. Like, wait a minute now. Not just drink, drugs. No, he was on speed. He was on loads of amphetamines really? and all this. Yeah, he's this? gone to London in the late 60s and become part of that. He oh, left us. And he came back in the sure. 70s and he died that way. Well, but I remember. With all due respect, and I don't mean to sort of whatever, but that's a good story. Sorry. Oh, I know. Sorry. No, but I remember <laughs> the same thing. I remember standing in the church with my mother and I was very angry at life from one. Yeah. You know, you just loads of feelings. And she was so calm about He's gone to a better place. He has, I believe. Can I just I say just one felt... thing? Gone to a better place. Well, that is it. Can I just say all one right. thing about that? There's two things I want to say about that. The first okay. one is that today is the anniversary of Unine's death. Today. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And much as I would not like to say anything that their parents might read and not okay. take, you know, okay. they're very wary of it. Like, gone to a better place. My 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 brother in Canada um, has two kids, uh, Stephen, who's 19, well, he was 19, say, in 1998 or so, and uh, Claire, 17. Yeah. Patrick's day, dressed in green, crossed the road, drunk driver, she was killed. Now, gone to a better place. She had a very happy life. Unine had a very happy life. Okay. What exactly is this place? 
Okay, yeah, no, I know. Like, please, I know, you know, I know. Okay, if you I want know. that, that's fine. Oh, no, I don't believe it. I'm saying I just, I had, you know, I like the fact that my mother took comfort from it. And it helped her through her grief. But I, I also was envy. If I, if I could, if I, if I won the yeah. lotto, I'd pay for that. To have that kind of car? No, if I won the lotto, I'd pay for that for my mother. Oh, right, okay. But she got it free, so it's great. I'm delighted, you know, because <laughs> she had that. Sorry. And when you, did you and your mum stay close then for the rest of her life? Yeah, yeah I was very But close you moved out within a year of your dad dying, or two years, didn't oh, you? Oh, God, no, I didn't. No. Well, you said you moved out at 28, and your dad died when you were 26. Oh, I suppose, yeah, I moved out within three years, yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah. yeah. And did you leave her living on her own? No. Yeah. No. No. Um, there's another brother who was able to be there quite a lot. He okay. was able to be there a okay. lot um, because he worked in Belfield. Okay. So he would, he'd, he'd hang, you know. I, I was up there every single day of the but week. But did she live in the house on her own? Yeah. Uh, At yeah. the end. She did, kind of. I mean, there was always one of us there. All right. And like, all we'd right. stay there as well and everything. And, like, it was the house. It was the, it was the central place where we all met. The all whole right, family okay. would meet there. Right. And uh, I... Uh, I, I, I literally would be up there every day. Just oh, remember right. that when I went, I moved out, I went down to Black Rock, or I moved out in Docking first. And I was, that was only for about a year. Then I was down in Black Rock, whatever. So I was always in RT, and my mother's house was like three minutes walk right. from RT. Okay, so okay. any time I went to RT, I'd call in all, all the right, way or right, back. Right. So I was there every day. But you don't feel you neglected her around in the end, do you? No, or if she was lonely in the middle of the night when people no, didn't call no, in? Like, no, 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 no. No, the lonely bit would be, I think there was probably an element, and I think this can happen to a lot of people, I've, you know, I've lived long enough. Um, oh, yeah. She, uh, she was the most outgoing, gregarious, blah blah right, blah. Right. Would go to visit friends all the time. Those who were getting more invalided, invalidated, whatever yeah. the word is. Yeah, okay. And uh, she uh, would always be visiting every day, getting a bus or a taxi or whatever it was. So, taxi, so she didn't sit in while the hours away alone oh, in, right. in the house. Well, she read books all day long. She was all in right. three libraries and got all, right. like, like, all different kinds of books. And she never totally got sucked into the television thing, except for your Ruth Reynolds and your Expector Morris, those kind of things. She loved books. All right, okay. But all other right. things, not really. So she'd read books all the time, and she wrote letters all the time. All right. All okay. the time, like her best friend in Cork, this kind of thing, and with letters going back and forth. All right, okay. She's a great letter writer. And did she say to you at the end, or was it just the sense she got, I've lived long enough now, it's time to let To be go. honest, yeah. She, it's a sense you got rather than she yeah, said it. She had to move up to a home, something wrong with her for about three weeks at one stage. Okay. And then she was going to come back to the house. And I remember the last time I saw her, I was with Robert, who must have been three, maybe okay. two. And I called up to this place where she was supposed to be leaving the following week. And I, I looked inside and saw her inside. Because she was supposed to be in her room and she wasn't. And it was kind of feeding time kind of thing. Yeah. And it was as depressing as you would imagine it would be. And she was in there where everybody else was, you know, slurping away or doing whatever it is they do. And she was sitting at a table and it wasn't so much an impervious kind of, I'm not talking to you kind of thing. I'll pick my friends kind of thing. But she was sitting up as straight as she always did. And right. she was, she used to eat like a bird anyway, just picking things. Yeah, yeah. And you could see it in her face, like, if this is what it's all about. Then like she wasn't connected to what was around no, her at no, all. No, no, no. You could see that she was like full, full mental thing yeah, about saying. yeah. This is not for me. Is this yeah. really like what I'm supposed yeah. to do? Like yeah. if I go back home, I'll be back home for a month and then back in this place yeah. a month later. Yeah. Is that my future? Yeah. With most of her friends dead, I can see it in her face. All she right. died the next day. Did she die the next yeah. day? That day after you looked yeah. in and saw that. I could see her that. Face? I could just see it. As if to say, like, you know, I don't think she fought any harder, as such, because fought to stay alive. Yeah, I yeah, don't think yeah. she did. You know, yeah. time is up, kind of thing. You know. Yeah. Like, I mean dignity and nobility to the very end and that's really the kind anybody will tell you that all right all right she always looked well always dressed well always spoke she loved sitting down and having conversations with people. 
just talking. All right. And she was like a brilliant reader and all this kind of stuff. And she was very good when we were growing up because she had been a teacher and was good at yeah. subjects. Even yeah. like piano and stuff like that, even though I didn't do piano. Yeah. Enough, but all right across the board. And you could just see like her friends had gone, her best friends had gone in the previous five or six years. So it's time like that. And I think that was the biggest blow. Yeah, yeah. What was and her then name? when Claire died in Vancouver, I think that hit her. Claire, is that the, the what's 17 her? year old? Yeah. Or my. Um, so that hit her very hard. I think it hit her much harder than anybody ever admitted because it was really a tough one. It hit me very hard too, really hard. Claire Why? Because of the youth? Claire was the life and, soul, life and soul of all that family in Canada. She really was just the biggest thing. All right. And, uh, but was, you, was it the anger in you too that you're so young, so much to live for and so much to do? And why her of all people? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so uh, I think it hit my mother much harder. So my mother died a year later. Would you and your mum have talked about that now? Yeah. How it affected her? Yeah. So you do know for sure it kind of... It I wouldn't her. have talked to the extent where I'd start, you know, saying, geez, well, you didn't help us that much, did it? Right, kind of thing, you know, because yeah. there'd be nothing to be gained no, by that, no. you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it really did affect her badly, I think, much more than we ever realised until she was gone herself. All right, okay. And what was your last memory of your dad, incidentally? Had you been, had a good conversation, good time with him the day before, that no. day around? No, no, just a normal day. Was it? Yeah. Um, I didn't see him that morning when he left right. either because I'm like a student. I, mean, I was still living like, oh, because yeah. yeah, I was working until two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. Radio. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I wouldn't be getting up till 11 or 12. You know? you seen it the day before at tea yeah. time or whatever? I don't remember. Do you not remember no, the last no. time? Okay. I would remember that. I do remember a friend of mine was up in the house at one stage who he hadn't seen for a while. And I'd James, James, how are you doing? Kind of thing. I remember him talking to him. That was on a Monday. He died on a Wednesday. Right. So I do remember that. So it was the Monday it was you remember only, last. Yeah, it was only specifically, I only specifically remember because this guy was there who we hadn't right. seen for about right. three months. Right. Um, Did that give you any sense of how fragile it all fucking is? You know what I mean? I think when someone dies like that, it's more shocking than a huge road crash or something. Do you know? You know, they're, they're having tea. Yeah, at that time, um, at that time, and it wasn't specifically to do with my dad's death. No, it definitely wasn't to do with that. It was just... I've said this before, the biggest thing that ever hit me in my late 20s, at the age of about 28 or so, was just how short life actually is. And one of the things about that is the usual stuff that everybody knows, like when you're 15 and you go to 16, those three months of summer are a lifetime. Yeah. And you grow up and you discover something other than football or whatever, yeah. or girls yeah. or whatever it yeah. is. Like 17 to 18, oh, like, I mean, the years I spent at school were like that in some ways, but they seem so long. Like yeah. I was at school yeah. for like in secondary school I was there for five years. I mean in RT for twenty five kind of thing. I, I feel as though I was in secondary school longer. Like yeah. those yeah. so, and yeah. then when you reach about twenty four, you wake up the next day at thirty four, you wake up the next day at forty four. It goes nobody, no matter how often they tell you how quick life goes, nobody tells you that it goes that fast. <laughs> it's just yeah. such a cheat. All right, I okay. Absolutely. And it wasn't your dad that, that said that, that 28 no, that really, really woke you up to that? Just, it was just life itself. Because I, oh, right. I, I was coming near 30 and I said, wait a minute, I'm still only 18. You know the yeah, usual yeah, we all yeah, do this. Yeah, like, I have yeah. to go through my 20s yet. And I realised yeah. I have 18 months left on my 20s. Yeah, okay. That was it, you know? Yeah, yeah, and then I realised yeah. this is going fast. And like, I had been told it does go faster. Jeepers, does it go faster? Right. It's, I mean, you know, everybody yeah, knows yeah, this. Yeah. So, like, what do you feel? 22, 21? Yeah, well, I mean? suppose it's the business we work in too. Well, you're almost supposed to fucking stay 22, emotionally and psychologically. That's, you know actually, what I mean? I think that's uh, yeah. one of the drawbacks. Well, I like that. That's, okay. a, that's, a, that's a discipline. Like, stay a retard. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that at all. No, I, like I remember James that. Taylor saying that to no. me. The whole business is built on yeah. keeping people at an emotional age 18. You know? And I don't know, is that the best way to be? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nothing wrong. I was pretty good emotionally at 18. No, I don't see anything wrong with that at all. Hi, Joe Jackson here again. I thank you for listening to this edition of the Joe Jackson Interviews podcast. And don't forget, 
If you want to read a selection of my most inspirational Sunday Independent interviews, check out the ebook from Darkness to Light, or check out the articles on my website, joejacksoninterviewer.com.